Welcome, one and all, to the Halloween spooktacular that you agreed to. All nine of you who voted on the TGIA podcast Twitter poll, that is. Join us as we explore Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, an abridged version, so it won't take up too much of your listening time. Then, tag at TGIA podcast with your thoughts on Twitter. Let me know. Is Frankenstein gay? Is his friend Henry gayer? What about the monster? Does he only want what he wants because he does not know of the queer alternatives out in the world? Join us. Revel with us. In the first science fiction story told in history, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Frankenstein, or The Modern Prometheus, by Mary Shelley. Abridged and adapted by T. Ernesto Bethencourt. Illustrated by James McConnell. Chapter 10. When the monster finished his story, I didn't know what to say. At first, I told him that I would not make a wife for him. I was not going to make another monster that would hurt people. Don't you see? The creature answered. I'm evil only because I am so unhappy. If I have company, I won't be sad. And we will not stay near people. They would hate us and want to hurt us. I will take my wife to another country, far away from any people. When he made this promise, I told the monster that I would make a wife for him. He said, begin your work soon. I will be there when it is time for her to meet me. I returned home. I spoke to no one about my meeting with the creature. How could I? I knew now that I had to make another monster. If I didn't, the creature would destroy everyone who was close to me. I began to look over the notebook that the monster had returned to me. I found that I couldn't make another creature without many months of study. But my heart wasn't in it at all. I put off starting the work for weeks. Then I read about some new discoveries in England. They could take months off my work. I had to speak to the scientist in England. I told my father that I wanted to go to England for a while. Of course, I didn't tell him why. To my surprise, my father thought the trip was a great idea. He had been worried about how quiet and sad I had been. He felt that travel would do me good. He thought my friend Henry should go along with me. I knew that I couldn't let Henry know what I was planning to do. But I also couldn't say that I didn't want my best friend to travel with me. Once in England, I went to Oxford University. I spoke with the best scientists. I took notes. The scientists in England saved me months, maybe years of work. But I needed a secret place to work. Henry and I decided to take a vacation. We traveled north. The countryside was beautiful. We saw wonderful places, but something kept bothering me. I knew that my vacation would be over soon. I knew that I would have to find a place where I could work in secret. Then I would have to begin making a woman for the monster. I would again have to rob graves and cut up bodies. It was hard to enjoy my trip when I thought about these things. I also had the feeling that I was being watched. When looking out on a beautiful lake or field, I would catch something out of the corner of my eye. Was it a person? Or was it the monster following me? I couldn't shake off this feeling. 
Finally, I found the place I was looking for. It was an island near Scotland. Hardly anyone lived there anymore. But there were three huts that I could use. They were perfect for me. I began my work. Henry did not live on the island with me. He decided to travel to Scotland and Ireland. We agreed to meet in a few months. I knew that Henry must not find out what terrible things I was doing on the island. When I made the first creature, I didn't know how it would turn out. I had high hopes to keep me going. I had dreamed that I was creating life. My plan was to make the world a better place. I dreamed that maybe I could even give life back to the dead. But I had no such dreams when making the second creature. Instead, I had fears. What if she turned out as ugly and horrible as the first creature? I had learned from the monster. Because he was ugly, the world had turned against him, had made him a killer. Would the same thing happen to a woman I created? But I had other fears too. My new creature might be very different from the first one. She might not want to be kind. She might choose to be evil. The monster had promised that he would take his wife away from people. Maybe she would not agree to go. And there was no way to know how she would feel about the monster. She might hate him as everyone else did. Then there would be two angry monsters loose in the world. But what if the creatures did go away together? What if they had children? What terrible things would their children be? I would have created an entire race of monsters. One day, I looked down at the large body on the table. The woman was almost finished. I looked up. There at the window was the monster. He had followed me. He was watching me as I worked. He had a horrible smile on his face. He was waiting for his wife. Suddenly, the whole thing made me sick. I couldn't go through with my plans. I couldn't let two of these things loose upon the world. With a wild cry, I tore apart everything on the table. My work was destroyed. The monster saw what I did. He let out a cry of anger. Then he ran off. I left the workshop and went to my bedroom. I sat there for hours. Suddenly, I heard a sound. I looked up. The monster stood before me. Go away, I cried. I won't do it. I can't do what you want. You dare break your promise to me, the monster asked. I have followed you all the way from Switzerland. I have lived like an animal just to be near you. I wanted to be there when my wife first opened her eyes. Now you have destroyed her. Yes, I have, I replied. And I can't keep my promise. I will not turn another monster like you loose upon the world. I tried reasoning with you, Frankenstein, the monster said. But hear me now. Remember, I have power. You think you're unhappy now? You have no idea what I can do. I will make you curse the day you were born. I told the creature that he could not change my mind. Go away, you evil creature, I yelled. I can't stand to look at you. The monster stared at me. I thought for a minute he would attack me. Then he got hold of himself. Very well, Frankenstein, he said. I will go. But you have not seen the last of me. I will be with you on your wedding night. Then he was gone. I returned to my workshop. I gathered up all the dead body parts and put them into a sack. 
I took my small boat out to sea. I rowed for hours. Feeling tired, I sat back to rest for a few minutes. I must have fallen asleep. When I woke up, a storm had come up. I couldn't see land. I had no way of knowing where I was. I didn't know how I did it, but I kept the boat from going under. When the sun came up the next morning, I saw land. I made it to shore. As soon as I landed, a man came up to me. You will come with me right away, he said. I am taking you to a judge and then to jail. What's this all about, I asked. I don't know where I am. I never knew that Englishmen were so rude. I don't know about Englishmen, the man said. This is Ireland, and we aren't kind to murderers. My mind was spinning. What could this be about? I have done no wrong, I told the man. I was lost in a storm off Scotland last night. You can tell that to the judge, the man said. <laughs> Delightful. Would you like more Frankenstein? Now? Without having to wait for it? Go to patreon.com forward slash TGIA podcast and join with any monetary level you desire. There, these episodes will be released as they are edited, so you will not have to wait like the rest of the mere mortals. Questions? Comments? Just want to hang? Go to twitter.com and comment pegging at TGIA podcast. We are here to be spooky with you. One time on Sword of Symphonies, our captain played an accordion number for a demon as a backing track to the story the demon was telling him. This one time on Sword of Symphonies, there was a rodeo rider on a giant eagle bird thing, and it was rad. She's going to take her jacket and try to put it over the bird's eyes, like create a blindfold. I would once again like to reiterate what could possibly go wrong. This one time on Sword of Symphonies, the crew dug up some buried treasure. No, look at this moss. It's attached to a shovel. <laughs> look, I love all three of you, but Tissa is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of Sword of Symphonies is the majesty of the spellcasting. Brilliant carnival. Starlight stars. Flying shark. Knife pain. <laughs> Fries bolt. So if you'd like seafaring adventure, a lot of game design talk, music written in-house, and a lot of whatever that was just now, join us every week on Sword of Symphonies. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.